Hello and welcome to The Coffee Chronicles, a podcast where ambitious individuals like yourself will learn how to refine their lifestyle in order to maximize growth in their business and personal life. Myself, Kate M. Denolfo, and Joshua J. Daniel Stanier are co-hosting this podcast as experienced and successful entrepreneurs within the online marketing world. We have both experienced the contrast of life, taken responsibility for our own growth, and now we want to share our perspectives and practices in order to keep our listener motivated and on top of their game. It is our hope to enlighten entrepreneurs at every level of the game, from those who are considering entrepreneurship to those who have been in the game for years. We have set the intention to open your mind and to optimize your life in all regards, so let's get into it. This is episode 6 of the Coffee Chronicles, where you will hear how to overcome negative thoughts and habits as to put your internal judge to rest and show up as your best self every day. In this episode, Josh and I open up about the internal struggles that we still deal with every day and how we are actively healing them with consistent and powerful action. With this, we share our morning and night rituals that prevent emotional triggers and downfalls. Both of us understand that the internal judge never really goes away, which is why we want to help you build awareness around your internal judge and associated triggers, so you can take responsibility in putting them to rest and to stay confident, optimistic, and showing up as your best self every day. By the end of this episode, you will be ready to think deeply and embrace those difficult moments with yourself. So grab a warm and delicious cup of coffee, a comfy spot, and a journal because it's time for the Coffee Chronicles. That's recorded. Yeah. Cool. Hello, welcome back to the Coffee Chronicles. This is episode six. I'm joined once again by Kate.m.dinolfo, aka I call her Kate Dinfolo because it sounds better, but she's here as always. Um, it's 11.11, hashtag blessed. I've got some things I want to share. Um, that are going to be hopefully show you a little bit more of the um, human normal side of me because I know on these episodes so far it's like everything's grey, I've got everything solved, that's what I feel like I've been talking a little bit like which I understand because in a lot of regards things have been going extremely well for me for a long time due to the things I've been sharing but I want to share a bit of the flip side of that um, on this episode, but before we jump into that, do you have anything to add, Kate? No, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I understand that life has these waves, and so I would like to, you know, help you sort through any of the thoughts that you were having this morning and see if I can share some insight, and hopefully people that are watching it gain value from this and can find their way through it. Cool. Well, we've got this really nice coffee again. It's like a I don't even really know what type of what bean it is. What did we buy? It was I know, a... it's, de, it's from Delat, so that's why I said it was good, because mm. Delat's sick. It's the uh, it's like a mountainous region in Vietnam, and it produces a very specific type of bean. It's a blend between Arabica and Robusta um, that not many other places in the world can make, I believe. I've, li- I've lived there. I went there. I lived there for maybe a week once before I was absolutely obsessed with coffee, but I remember it distinctly being like, wow, everywhere I went, that was good. So if you're ever looking for a good coffee bean, anything from Dalat, D-A-L-A-T in Vietnam, get it. <laughs> yeah, brews like a dream. It brews like a dream, and it's uh, just gonna take a little sip. 
Oh, the first sip of coffee every day is blessed. Isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, right, so I woke up this morning and last night it kind of was a something I want to touch on and something I didn't really take responsibility of. I kind of let it go, let it unwind in the way it did. But basically, I did a training last night for my team. I was very excited about it. And then when I started to deliver it, it kept the Zoom software that we use kept kicking me out. I did it three times and I was like, nah, this needs to, I can't do this anymore. But looking back, I probably should have just recorded it on my computer. But at the time, it just didn't seem like an option for me. It was very odd that I didn't because I record everything. But anyway, um, I had a team call that went wrong. And then I saw a couple of messages off people that like didn't really make me feel good and it was I was on my phone the latest I've been which is interesting considering what I spoke about last time but I was on my phone the latest I've been for a long quite a while because I don't go to bed uh, my team is in the UK that call so it's at 11 p.m. here in Vietnam local time so by the time it was finished and we badgered through it was 11:30. then I made an Instagram post till about 12 then I watched some CEO TV then I checked my phone da 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 and I saw a couple of Instagram stories that like made me feel not very good about what I was doing, if I'm honest. I saw, I was like, wow, they're getting good results. I was comparing and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I never do this, but it happened. And then I got into bed feeling kind of like, not great. Uh, wasn't really sleepy, felt quite restless. So I came out to the sofa and just watched the traffic for about maybe 20, 30 minutes. I fell asleep. And that's how I used, that's the old pattern I used to run. Mm. I literally word for word exactly what I just said go to bed couldn't sleep very well be like oh get angry with myself for not being able to sleep come out here and watch YouTube or watch videos that's what I used to do but last night I didn't watch the videos but I was very much looking at my social media and again I'm not blaming that it's the responsibility I didn't take to be like okay well my training finishes at 12 put a plan in place where I have two hours of just unwinding it doesn't matter if you go to bed at 2am if it's in the right state of mind that's what I'm realising so I woke up this morning kind of feeling like not physically shit but just kind of like what the fuck am I actually doing here mm -hmm. and like I was like what the hell and I was like very unmotivated I didn't really want to get out of bed felt real terrible and then in that moment, I was like feeling really bad. And I was like, God, this is how I, I remember this is how I always used to feel when I woke up, really. And I never experienced the contrast of how I've been feeling waking up the last two weeks or three weeks or whatever we've been in this routine where I've been feeling great. So I'm very grateful to experience the contrast because I can't wake up like that again. I have to make precautions at night because that was, it was horrible this morning. It was like, just felt like uh, nothing was working. I was like, oh my God, da, 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 da. very scarcity, feeling lack, feeling not good enough. All of them, all that stuff that I thought, you know, like you always think you've solved it. I always Right, think. we talked about in the last episode that you did get to that point where you're like, okay, yeah, this is working. Like things are going to be fine. Like I can do this. And I think it's because, you know, when our, we get into routine and then the schedule changes, like, I mean, you weren't staying up till 11 doing calls all week. So something like this changes, throws off the routine a little bit, and then, you know, what are we supposed to do? Our feelings are all weird. We wake up the next morning and the program's working again. So um, I totally hear where you're coming from in that regard. And so, and it brings me back to a point where I truly do believe it's easy to get up early. Like if you set an alarm, like I'll get up. 
but going to bed is actually a lot more mm -hmm. difficult in my opinion and like having a more solid routine to get in bed at a good time is and i think that's the important part though it's it's the routine that's hard to implement it's not the actual uh times i don't think it's like letting go of the, the for, so for me it's actually like once i let go of the need to do things in the evening to like uh and understand that stuff like reading and not watching the tv is like okay yeah. i'm not wasting time i used to be like oh well i don't want to go to bed because i can do all these meaningless tasks essentially yeah but once i cut that out and set a routine that we've been doing pretty good that made it much easier so i don't think it's going to bed that's hard it's setting the routine and letting go of like the need to stay up late yeah and, and again i love staying up late so me, this isn't yeah, me every too. day like it's a thing like i mean on the weekends we can look forward to it but when we know we want to be productive throughout the week we know we want to get to bed and wake up in a good mindset so then we can work at mass uh, mass efficiency the next day um and like i said i brought up to you last night and i was like oh well you could read a book but then you thought that it was too brain stimulating when it's actually like a good thing that it's very brain stimulating and i forgot to explain this last night because i didn't think about it but when you're when you go like when you're in that restful state and you're laying down to go to bed and you open a book and it is so brain stimulating it just drains whatever extra energy that you had just out completely i swear like sometimes i can't even get through a page before i'm like dozing off because it just kind of gets rid of that and makes you focus on one thing and then you get tired and then it's over mm -hmm. Um, that's why anytime that people come to me with sleeping issues, I bring up like, oh, do you read a book before bed? Um, I think it's really great and it really helps you reorientate your brain before you go to bed as well. Like just the journaling, the reading of the book, it's kind of like doing the reverse of your morning routine essentially just at night. Mm -hmm. Um, closing the day out. Yeah. And taking it seriously because I think for me personally like i get so amped up during the day you know we drink good coffee we're, do we're working out we feel good we're doing work that makes us feel energized and good and so then we just want to keep going and then we forget that it's like ah oh, no it's all right we can go to bed so then we can have an even better day tomorrow a, a day that is full of energy like i'd rather go to bed now wake up and feel refreshed and get going again yeah and i've never made that distinction really i've never done that but what I am glad about is when I did have those feelings this morning, I was like, I can't, I can't give in to this again. Cause mm -hmm. so I was then, I, so I lay in bed maybe, I think I got out of bed, it wasn't even late, it was like, this should, what you're about to hear will show the difference, but it was probably like 20 past, 20 past nine maybe, that I got out of bed, something like that. Anyway, between nine and 9.30, it wasn't late, late, late. But I reckon I was consciously awake from maybe 6 a.m tossing, turning, thinking. And essentially what I was doing is listening to that old story. And it was trying to tell me shit like, it isn't working and da 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 all that noise. And what I used to do is just listen to it and then what I'd find happened, that was unconscious back then, clearly. But I'd listen to it and it's like programming my, my mind in that way. And I'd stay in bed some days till like, you know, 11, midday, one o'clock. This is recent, this is within the last year. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, tr I'm running it and on my business, I'm serving people and like, but find excuses for that routine. That's what I've noticed I've done a lot of is like, oh, well I stay up this late and do this because of this, this and this, even though 
the things weren't in the, the things in my reality weren't truly what I desired, other than to sound cool talking about this ludicrous routine I was routine I was trying to live in. But when I got that this morning, I was like, right, I've got a decision to make here, and it would have been much easier to just sit down with you and just talk basically really bad shit this isn't working complaining blaming being the victim I could have easily done that and there's still a part of me that wants to do that to an extent because that's easier that's so much easier than what I actually did which was go to the gym and it was like it was almost like a, a triple test because I decided I was supposed to do shoulders at the gym yesterday but I got that weird pain in my arm and taxi on the way home don't know where I was from so I didn't go but that's fine so I was doing shoulders this morning. I usually do chest on a Monday morning, but anyway. But the gym was full of, everybody was doing shoulders. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> All of the same exercises that I do. Military press, this thing. And I was like, that's weird. Like, how, that's why, you know, and I was like, what's going on here? So it's like another test of, because I, what I started doing at the gym is 30 minutes. That's all I do. I don't think you need to do much more if you're really intentional about it and you really focus. You don't need more than 30 minutes. You can get a real pump on it burns grow a lot so I was like well this is another test of am I actually going to stay the 30 minutes or do what I used to do and you know fuck around for 14 14 minutes 18 minutes be like, ah well I can go upstairs and do some other things that are more productive so that's an excuse that I've found myself doing for almost everything in my life it's mm-hmm. like and I, I notice other people do it too so the takeaway here is like if you're thinking about things like um high value activities that seemingly don't have an outcome for example a nighttime routine you're not going to wake up the next morning and have a million dollars in your account you're not but over time these small things done with the right intention i'm noticing really do add up to everything in your life so i got up and i went to the gym and it was pretty trash like I don't know, if, if you'd have seen me like a fly on the wall um it was like you know just going through but I did try hard and I did push myself did some I actually did my heaviest weight ever on shoulder press this morning oh congratulations which is like and with with no uh, um, spotter either which I'm fucking buzzing around about obviously but the point I wanted to make is basically these like rituals practices routines they all work because like they influence your state and they really ensure that you are giving off the right frequency and regardless of like your beliefs about frequencies like uh, the law of attraction think about it just logic and I am a very logical person you're probably figuring this out the more I talk but like it just makes sense and Joey said it last night the only uh, takeaway I got from Joey's video and COTV because I do this thing where you take one golden nugget from everything you watch and they all add up again the one thing I took was he asked a question that a mentor asked him was if a millionaire was watching your day-to-day routine would he would he employ you and I was like hmm yeah like more so now depending on the millionaire and how he got made his wealth because I live a uh, you know drink coffee I'm not like super military with time so I can see how there's millionaires in different ways but I was like, yeah, I am like now, like the way things I'm creating, the way I'm thinking about it, if I do all of those things. But if a millionaire walked in and saw me this morning in bed, rolling around in this like pit of self-pity, moaning, blaming, this isn't working, fuck this, that's not good enough, I don't have this, all of that, he'd have been like, no. 
So what I noticed, it's like the responsibility to take for me and other listeners, I suppose, is you have the decision that when one negative thought goes to the next negative thought, and I know how difficult this can be because it goes from one to two to three and before you know it, you're so far away in the pit of like self-pity and hate and all that shit. It is difficult to pull yourself out. So if you're at the bottom of that pit, get a coach, take responsibility, get help, get somebody that can help you, you know, like that's your responsibility and nobody can help you unless you make that decision. But remember, you will be supported through it. But if you're like me right now, where you can consciously see these small negative thoughts start to come in, go to your rituals and you stunt the growth of like this cancer in your mind. That's how I see it now. It's like me going to the gym this morning and I came back up here, I journaled, what you're hearing now is basically what I wrote down in my journal this morning um, because this is how I'm viewing it. So like, that's how I see it in my mind is that these negative thoughts, it is like a cancer, you know? And it by just doing one thing, you cut its oxygen completely off. And then through the persistence of your vision, you end up back in the playing field on your terms. So if you just make, and this morning I was like, I, and I was saying in the gym as I was lifting weights, I was like, I, I refuse to listen to that shit that's going on in there. I was like, I don't know if that's the right way to deal with it, whether to forgive it or move on. But to me, when it's like, ding, 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 I was just like, no, I just refused that for the first time. And when I did that, I get again, and I gave myself permission to talk about, like this is, it's kind of like a, I've been talk, like, talking to myself, it's like I've got this made up person with me that's trying to take over my actual conscious thoughts, that's what it feels like, that's what it felt like in the gym and I was like, you know like, and another thing, so these two powerlifters came into the gym, massive, and my initial, my old program was very judgmental of people and I'd be very annoyed and just weird shit like that and that was testing me too, there's this other guy that was doing stuff that used to really get to me trigger me and then I was just there this morning and I was just like you know I used to worry about people judging me in the gym but again I was just like I was listening to all of these old things all coming up at the same time and I was just like nah <laughs> I was just like nah man that's all that's literally not real that's only real if I focus on it so what I've realised I was doing through the last six months of 2019 I was that guy I was the guy that like had success online you know, made some money, built myself a brand, uh, got a bit of credibility, reputation, but then shifted from value and uh, giving and building and being of servitude to kind of like, um, uh, what's the word, like uh, an entitled man. That's what I kind of was living my life by, you know, like I, I was entitled to things in the sense of, oh, well, like I make money on the internet I can I've got a big team now I've got funnels and I've got leads and ah the group launch and da 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 and yeah I'll just do whatever I want and everything will come to me that's and that's where the law of attraction is very very you've got to be careful not careful with it but understand that what you think you create but if you're lying to yourself and you're making up these straight that you don't truly believe and you're not acting in the way you'll never have the things because you have to be the person that's what's really shifted for me is the law of attraction focuses on and you'll hear people say like well just think about the positive things you want and they will come to you 
They will, but only if you are the person that's ready for them. So the easiest way to hack it, <laughs> you can't hack anything, but the easiest way to actually leverage this way of thinking is to just be that person. So ask yourself, you know, we spoke about this last time, we're very big about it. If I was in that bed this morning, worrying, rolling around, self-pity, is a six-figure, seven-figure earner doing the same thing? They're getting the same thoughts, I guarantee it, because I, I hear it a lot from... I was listening to Joe Rogan talk about it yesterday with this other guy. People think they go away. People think that, oh, when you've got $2 million in your account, $10 million, whatever your number is, that those self-doubt critical thoughts will go away. I don't believe they will. You just like... And I, I use the word persistence of vision because you need to go and watch a YouTube video called Persistence of Vision with uh, Casey Neistat and the guy out of Catfish that I always forget his name, but he's a, I'm upset, not upset, but he's a really cool dude and he makes great content. So we'll link that in the description, the persistence of vision. And it talks about, I'm not going to spoil it, but it talks about how the fear and the worry and the nerves never go away. You just learn to live with them and con like not control them, but just manage them in certain ways. So the big takeaway I would say here is that like, if you're scared, worried, nervous, in doubt to do something new, just know that the, the worries, fears and doubts you have now in six months will be easy for you. It's like going to the gym, and, you know, the first time you walk into the gym and you've got like 20 kilogram dumbbells and someone's like, oh, Josh, lift them up and press them above your head with this position. Mm -hmm. And then when you go out, you breathe out. And when you come back down, you, you reset. And you can do that three three rounds of eight times each. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, hang on a minute. And I'd pick the weights up probably like, I remember when, uh, I remember when bench pressing 16 kilos was the fucking impossible for me, 16 kilogram dumbbells. But now I can go to the gym and that's my warm up set. So belief systems, thoughts are very, very similar. Fears are very similar. Like I don't fear um, other people's opinions anymore I, and the, that's a scale because I, I used to fear opinions of other successful people more than anyone but I don't even fear that because I realised I don't actually care and neither do I but everything's on a scale and I, my big thing and if I could and I want to write a book obviously I don't know I just think that scale model works so well because when you sit you see a scale and you admit to yourself where you're at, you don't have to go out, you don't have to compare, you don't have to do anything. You just look at your scale and you're like, right, I can bench press 10 kilograms and I want to bench press 100 kilograms. It doesn't matter what Kate's doing on her weights because she ain't never going to lift my weights. <laughs> so I just, I'm, I'm like, oh, cool. So I can do 10 today. I'll Google this, YouTube that. Now I can do 12. Da -da 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 -da. Two years later, I might be able to do 100. You take that scale model with anything. So let's say business. And we're going to relate everything to business because I believe anybody in their mid-20s that's similar to me, an online business really does just let you do everything that we're talking about and will make you grow in ways that I don't believe anything else will. So obviously I'm going to relate it back to that because I'm well passionate about it. But let's just say you're at zero. You've never made a hundred. You, you never made any money. And your end goal is to make a thousand pounds a month. It doesn't matter like what I'm doing with my goals because I'm never going to come and make the money for you. 
I'm never going to come and get you out of bed unless you pay me. You know, I'm never going to do those things. So you just take responsibility of the scale that you're on and then do the things to move up your own scale and stay in your own lane. You know, you don't have to go like, and what I used to do a lot of is break down other people's things like, oh, why they're doing that, how they're doing that. That's what I did for the last six months of 2019 was find other people and find what was wrong with what they were doing. <laughs> and then be like, oh, well, I could do it better. I could do that. I could build that. Da, da, da. Instead of just actually doing. Instead of just being like, Josh, just do that. And then show them and help them. Don't fucking tell them that they're wrong. So I know I've just been off on a bit of a tirade, but um, I, I just wanted to get that off my chest. And I think there's a, a heap of value in there. Yeah, that definitely. People can re like if you listen back to that and just I'm going to listen back to that for myself because you need to it, repetition is key. So yeah, Kate, over to you while I uh, drink some of this very nice coffee. No, I loved everything that you talked about, and I think that in what you said about like you know your mind being cancerous sometimes with these thoughts that really can take over. And before they can take over, I think it's about understanding triggers, like things that really do push us off. And you said that you were actively aware of them in the gym, where you were like, okay, this person usually triggers mm. me, this usually triggers me, this usually triggers me. It's like, okay. And I'm just, aware quickly, of just, that. just quickly define trigger. In so, your... like, trigger means it's something that, like, would um, reboot your machine. Like, so I, instead of viewing, he says he views his mind and thoughts as cancers, I view mine as a machine. So there's certain things that would happen in my environment um, that would trigger or click on my machine, which would, you know, boot up my old programming and it would shoot those old thoughts out. And then I would be like, what is like, you know, like, but now I'm aware of it. And so I'm like, okay, so what is actually making that machine go faster than I want it to go? And like, for me, I had to understand that even looking in the mirror was a trigger for me because of my um, history with acne. Every time I looked in the mirror, I'm like, you're a loser. You're not progressing anywhere in life. Like you look horrible, like just de de like beating myself down every time I looked in the mirror for two years. And so by the time that I'm like, and who knows how long it was going on before that because of like what I was unconsciously aware of when I was looking in the mirror. And so now when I look in the mirror, I find myself like saying that and I'm like, what is, I'm like, I laugh at myself, honestly, because I'm like, yeah, really Kate, you're a loser. Look at your life. Like stop, like really stop. And so once you're aware of that trigger and you cut it off and I have to actively like reprogram myself now where I look in the mirror, I'm like, Hey, look at you. And like, love you and like you know pep myself up because i've heard people talk about self-talk in the mirror and i'm like what are they talking about but really like we are doing it like i was doing it subconsciously you know negative and so now i have to consciously do it positive every time i look in the mirror to like redo that and so i think that understanding and building awareness around the things that really do push your anxiety and your depression taking a step back and being like okay how do I, you know, deal with this? How do I slow these thoughts down? How do I step away from this and find peace? And like, that's where I think it was important for you to understand is that after the call wasn't going well, obviously you would have been triggered. And you know, you would have been like, I like this was a sign of like, this isn't great. Like, what should I do now? And if you don't have those right tools and routines set up for you before 
like if that actually does happen to you of course things are going to spiral out of control just like how i've always had things spiral out of control like you know those days where you wake up one bad thing is happening and then you make you're like well today's just going to be horrible and then you set it up to be horrible mm -hmm. then thing after thing is horrible person after person annoys you and then and things just cycle out until you end the day just absolutely miserable and then the cycle continues but now i've gotten to a point in my life where like if i wake up in a funky mood like you do i'm just like nah i'm like this this can't be a thing i try to i try everything i can to restart my mind and then just get back into the routine that i know that is going to you know progress me forward towards yeah. the life that i want mm -hmm. and that, yeah i love all of that and uh, i think that's really like a sign of true uh I, I like when I hear people talk about them solving seemingly ridiculous things. <laughs> that's when I, I believe that's the well. I know that's the kind of person I work with, and I want to be around because that's to me where life is. Because like, why do those things trigger you? Like the one I can't work out, for example, because I lean into them and I do recommend you doing this. If somebody is like, let's use the gym one with judgment, because this happens to fucking everyone. Right. You go in there and you and you feel everybody's watching you, that's because you're watching everybody else, yeah. <laughs> actually. It's a mirror effect, so that's what I figured out, for me anyway, that when I was like, God, why do, why do I keep worrying about everybody watching me in the gym? Like, oh God, I was... And it's because I was watching everybody else with the wrong intention of trying to find something they were doing wrong. That's what I found for me, because I lent into that feeling. So, and that trigger, and you can do that for um, pretty much anything leaning into those trigger points is where the most growth and everybody I meet that's really growing and excelling and making moves and money is doing that sort of stuff so lean into them for your own sake really and then you'll be able to just grow out of them I really am grateful for Kate for listening to me kind of like semi-vent kind of a tirade about my life but I think I've turned a real corner this morning in terms of understanding how to manage my state and why it's so important because I have heard that before but my ego stops me from believing it essentially because mm -hmm. it's like and I've just quickly before we end is the way you're at least how I view an ego is it creates this identity that it's safe in and it knows it and when anything tries to threaten that it will do whatever it can to pull you back in to that identity that keeps it safe it's like a Imagine, you know, like when you see a, a superhero, um, like Venom, and he has Spider-Man and Venom. That's kind of your egos, but you've got many different versions. That's how I see it in my head. So when you try to move out of one and get rid of it, it was obviously going to fight you like Venom does until Spider-Man just takes control and learns to live with Venom inside him and gives him no power. It's kind of the same thing. So um, that's what was happening to me. But you really need to manage, and this is not advice, this is just gospel in my opinion, but you, if you want to change and you want to get to where you want to go and you want to just live a better life, make more money, all of the good things that we talk about, your states and how you're thinking and feeling is 100% the answer. Because if you turn up to a sales call, you feel like a dog poo, you've been to bed at 4 a.m., you smoke 7,000 joints, you woke up, you've had a black coffee, no water, no exercise, you haven't showered and you sit down at midday for a sales call and you're taking on me in the same sales arena who went to bed at 10, 10.30 after drawing and drinking some chamomile tea, 
slept through till about 6.37, woke up, prayed through my rituals, routines, wrote in a book, my journal, went to the gym, shifted some weights, sweated a little bit, came back, had a shower, hydrated, coffee, plan my notes, see how I can serve the client in the best way, research them, do all of the good things, get on my spreadsheets, everything. Who do you think is gonna win that? Who do you think is gonna make more sales and money? If you think it's person one, you're either lying to yourself or you think I'm a psychopath, but <laughs> the clear answer is person two and you stack those days up over time. It doesn't matter what you do in sales, travel, gym, just keep showing up and that's the way I believe to win at life. So, and it's a whole lot of fun. So th this has been episode six, it's been an absolute banger. The call to action, as always, is if anything we've said has resonated with you and you wanna talk a little bit more personally about it, see if either Kate or myself's services would help you out. If one of the things we've spoken about, the opportunities we're involved with, sound like something for you, you know? Like, I really wanna take, my mission statement now is to take misfit, mid-20s people, and I wanna give them everything they actually need to have a fucking sick life. <laughs> on all fronts, financially, spiritually, relationships, all that, I know it's broad, not that niche, but don't care, because that's what I want to do and that's what I'm gonna do. So if you fit into that category and you want that sort of help, that's, I'm your man. Message me an emoji, message me, I'm ready, or Josh, I'm ready to talk. Something really simple, I don't want the creative burden to be too high, as always, message me and we can chat. So thank you all for listening, Kate. Yeah, um, so you can find me over at kate.m.dinolfo. Right now, I'm just focusing on helping people gain their independence, build a little bit more self-awareness around themselves, um, get back in tune with the lifestyle that works for them and actually works for the planet as well. So if you want to chat about anything that I discussed or you want some further insight about what I do, um, be sure to send me a message. Hey Kate, what's going on? And I'll happily respond. This has been the Coffee Chronicles episode 6. Brew up, think deeply, and grow into a better person. Love it. That's a little strap line I just worked <laughs> on, but let me know what you think of that. Peace! Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Coffee Chronicles. We truly appreciate you, the listener, who made it all the way to the end, and it is our hope that you're leaving feeling more motivated and ready to crush it in business and in life. Joshua and I want to continue to improve this podcast, so if you have any feedback or concepts you want us to discuss, don't hesitate to reach out and enlighten us. If you did enjoy this episode and hearing our perspectives on life and in business, be sure to share it with a friend or maybe an associate that would benefit from hearing this podcast as well. If you want to reach out to Joshua or me, or if you want to stay tuned into our day-to-day -day life, you can find the links to our social profiles below. But until then, stay tuned for the release of the next episode. And remember, the decision to turn your life around in the direction you want is yours to make. Have a blessed rest of your day, and thank you for listening to The Coffee Chronicles.